0: and boom recording it's july something the 10th of july hello everybody we are here uh, for the AFFI podcast summer update episode uh, at Fire and Iron Studios, as as wonderful as they always are hosting us. I'm very happy to uh, be here. It's been a while for me personally. Um, and uh, let's go around the room and let everybody introduce themselves for what we're calling a Poopery episode, which will be season three episode. What is this one now, Chuck? Mm. Do we know season? Is this season three, episode five, six? Episode six, season three, episode six. Why doesn't everybody introduce themselves for the record? I'll introduce you, Kurt. Have you killed and eaten anyone lately? Never. Okay, so Kurt's here. Please, anybody else? Uh, Chuck's
1: here.
2: Hi. And Luke's here. Hello. And we have the episodes, correct?
0: And we do. Season three, episode six of your second place IFF Media Awards, number one for
2: structural firefighting in the country. Correct. Thank yeah, you very Cal much. Fi- Cal Fire was number one, and they are wildland firefighters. They
0: are wildland firefighters. We are structural firefighting number
2: one podcast in the world. I think the IFF should create two categories. They should create two categories. So They, they can even do an EMS podcast for too. That
0: would be really great. Well,
2: we technically cover that, too. so
0: you do technically cover that. I also have no EMS skills. My EMS skills in the fire service are don't die. The paramedics are on their way. Um, that's pretty much all I'm capable of doing. But you so are an today. attorney. I am technically an attorney. I did pass the bar. I'm technically an attorney. So there you go. So we are coming to you uh, here from Chicago, Illinois, talking about the wonderful world of the state AFFI events. So how do you guys want to start off first? I think, was there, I think we wanted to do a recap of the legislative session that ended recently. Chuck, if you can walk through sure. what happened. Yeah. So this is a poopery. A poopery. poopery we're calling it.
3: Bonanza. Bananas
0: town, Population grab bag, four. Grab bag. Yes. Cornucopia. Yep. What else?
3: Let me uh, pull up this information.
0: Oh, here. and we also have a the engineer. Introduce yourself. Hi. Hi. Jeremiah. Jeremiah is amazing. Jeremiah is super cool. He's always happy, smile on his face, puts up with us.
3: Idiots. Okay. Uh, the general assembly um, closed out the spring session at the end of May, uh, actually a week later than the uh, self-imposed deadline. I think that it was May 19th. Um, but your legislative team that consists of Steve Shetsky yeah. Jeff Maher, yeah. and Brant Maine. <sighs> Uh, we're able to get five bills passed through the General Assembly AFFI initiatives. Uh, the first one, Senate Bill 214, that the illustrious Jerry Marzullo helped us craft language for. Thank you. That allows for um, uh, PETA PIDA, PIDA benefits to be applicable in the next, what I'm calling, if this was Corona 19, if it's Modelo <laughs> Eighty-eight, yes. right? Jack Daniels, thirty-two. The right. Um, so plague to end all plagues. That passed, and it's already a public act. That becomes effective one-one of twenty-four. Uh, House Bill fifteen ninety-five. That um, I think was very, very beneficial. Again, Jerry had a lot to do with that, and it originally started with local two. Happy to help. And then um, uh, local two came to the AFI because it does affect uh, all two hundred twenty-seven of our or most of our. Locals that uh, provide EMS, that um, removes the triple jeopardy that is currently in place for a paramedic, meaning um, if a medic made a mistake, um, he, could be, he or she could be disciplined at the local level and then could also be disciplined by the regional medical director and then could also be disciplined by the department, the Department of Public Health. Um, and those, could, it could be disciplined at the local level for two shifts uh, today before this goes into effect. The regional medical director could review it and then suspend for another two shifts, and then the department could get a hold of it and review it and suspend for fourteen shifts. Department, right. of right. yes, sorry, Department of Public Health. Yes, I'm um, sorry, Department of Public Health. So there are your 14 days, two days, and two days. That's 16, 18 full days. Math. Right? huh. Um, so what this bill does will minimize those days, and th- they will all run concurrent. So the 14 minus two, two, the four days is
0: subtracted from the 14. Okay. So, so 14 all in, total. not 18 days. Correct. Uh, all in. Right. Which was a problem that you guys had recognized for some time, the, the different types of punishments, etc that are out there and what need right. to be done. Yes. And in
3: addition, um, silver spanner is actually that, those two words are going to be in state statute. Um, it allows for if uh, Luke wanted to go do silver spanner in uh, Forest Park, Blue which Island, is, which is actually happening right now, Forest Park, Blue Island, and in North Riverside. North Riverside, Riverside. North Riverside. Um, if Luke wanted to today... For, the, for at least two weeks, he can go and work in those three various locations uh, because he's out of the system, I assume. Um, and then if that test isn't um, available within two days, he can continue, oh, I'm sorry, within 14 days, he can continue to work there until the test becomes available. Um, so, so just really helpful baby steps, right? Or, baby
0: steps and helpful in getting guys in and up to speed when these programs um, start. The one thing I have to say, I'm sorry about Silver Spanner, is we have to give a special thank you to Mike Hilbert. Well, first of all, everybody who does Silver Spanner is remarkable. It Mm -hmm. is very difficult. It's hard. People have their lives to be working 48s and 24s. But in terms of what AFFI tries to do, saying correctly that we do this better than everybody else, and it is proper to have AFFI Firefighter Paramedics out there, thank you to everybody who does the Spanner because... You guys pass the legislation, and then attorneys like myself, Margaret, get to go in and bargain for this ability to do this. And then it's up to the boots on the ground that come in and actually do all of the shifts. And that is incredible that guys do that, understanding the movement and what we're trying to do for Silver Spanner. So, the first, so thank you to everybody, but especially... To spanner dad, Mike Kilberg, who does spanner really in does. every community. He's ama- yeah. He's just, he is everywhere. The guy's done every silver spanner imaginable. He understands it, works the shifts, always has a smile on his face. Longtime and, president uh, at Country Club. Country Club Hills, Hills. Uh, uh, pension board president of Country Club Hills. He's always been involved, and his spanner's everywhere, and he's amazing, and I just wanted to say uh, thank you especially to him.
3: Perfect. Um, the third bill was House Bill thirty-two forty-nine. That's on the governor's desk. That really just cleaned up some placebo language. Um, I think we kind of changed it a couple of years ago, where if there was if there wasn't health insurance in the contract, then you could ne- negotiate health insurance. Yes. Um, and now this just says that any plan that is available to anyone in the city, um, that individual can can choose that can plan. Choose that plan. Yes. Uh, House Bill 3769 uh, allows for our EMS-only locals. Uh, Today, firefighters that retire are eligible to maintain their health insurance, although they have to pay the full premium unless it's collectively bargained. Um, It's called the Firefighter Continuation Act. We just got that for our um, seven EMS-only locals. So those, those EMS members that retire do have the option now to uh, stay on their local government's health insurance plan. Can I ask
0: a quick question about that, or do you want me to wait till the end? So I know that there's some trailer, there's gonna be, reciprocity or trying to get everybody in the club in terms of, cause I was thinking about some of the EMS locals we've done mm-hmm. trying to then get into article four. I know that there's some legislation still pending out there for that to get everybody in the club. Is that correct? There is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's still, again, this was just a uh, year one of a
3: two year. Correct. And um, there's ongoing conversation on that for sure. And then the last one, uh, which probably a number of our members have heard, heard about. If not, their experience in it. Uh, the AFFI took the lead and passed a Senate Joint Resolution 7, which creates a firefighter recruit retain task force. We thought it would be a good idea that the General Assembly um, recognize that it's actually occurring and that there's some accountability. We're about halfway through getting all of the appointments completed. Uh, the Senate president, the Speaker of the House, the minority House leader, and the Senate minority leader, as well as the governor, all have appointments. Um, as a, Again, I said that if I took the lead, we've been facilitating all of those uh, appointments, and we hope that we got half of them done. And um, it's government, so it's taking... Um,
0: a little longer.
3: Yeah. Um, so hopefully before the summer ends, we will start to meet. We're required by state statute to meet five times. Again, the ultimate goal is to... There's a number of stakeholders, you know, when you sit back and realize all of the number of entities that are involved in hiring, um, whether it's the fire chiefs, the firefighters, which really don't have anything to do with hiring, but we're, again, for the third time, taking the lead on it, um, the fire districts, the Illinois Municipal League, the Northwest Municipal Conference, the Board of Fire and Police Commissioners, IDPH is on the task force, the community colleges, the fire marshal, um, a handful of others. So. It's um, just trying to get all of those people appointed and then finding places and times and dates to meet um, is, it's not a struggle, but. uh, What could possibly go wrong? The the ultimate goal is to find four or five pieces of legislation, perhaps, that we could craft that all of the stakeholders agree on. And we can quickly move it through both chambers and have the governor sign it. Um, makes it a lot easier for the legislators. We're like, hey, every single stakeholder here has agreed to it. We've met, you know, five or six times based on state statute, and here's what we want to do. Um, I know we've discussed on previous podcasts what some of those things are, whether it's lowering the age um, from 21 to 18, talking about state funding for each of the, um, there's 200, and, technically there's 297 full-time fire departments. If you look at Article 4, Um, However, we only represent 227 of them. Um, And a lot of those, Article 4, only have one member, and it's the fire chief. So um, again, whether it's state funding, um, working in in collaboration with community colleges, um, trying to get IDPH to perhaps uh, review the paramedic testing. I know that was an issue early on with the national test and the uh, failure rate. Um so a, a number of different things that we're we're looking at and um hopefully we can uh find some solutions sooner rather than later. I know every member's, you know, working forty eight on, twenty four off we're, that's not lost on your labor organization. In fact I'm looking at two got guy, three guys right now that um probably work their
2: fair share of overtime. Yes. So Kurt likes overtime. Yeah. yeah. Big payday. fan.
1: Only on payday.
2: That's why he's a. Tre- <laughs> that's why he's the treasurer.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> he was to the to the Kurt Snow Bush yeah, I, Light Fund. So, so that's kind
2: right. of a quick recap. <laughs> um,
3: and again, kudos to uh, to our three Ledge reps who spent an uh, in, in, inordinate amount of time down in Springfield. Um,
0: we advocating on your. We've behalf. talked about it before. I couldn't. I do I've told you this. I don't know. I mean, this, yeah, there's a, a long history a unique, of ledge reps. Sure. You've done it. Yeah. It's remarkable the amount of time, what those guys do and put in uh, both during capital hours and maybe after capital hours when things are discussed, when all the work gets yeah. done. But sure. it's remarkable, and I couldn't do that. There is no world. So I know that you guys obviously meet uh, continuously regarding your you know kind of goals and strategies, so I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it now, and if not, I understand. But for the next year... Mm-hmm. Um, what are priorities or what aren't or to the extent that you guys are, are comfortable talking about that at this time
3: Yeah I, it's no secret and you know we say this every time at our district meetings and every opportunity that we have at whether we're at a ledge conference or a pension seminar um, our our goal and has been since 2011 is to improve upon our tier two memberships benefits um, if you look if you go back to 2011, And those individuals that were hired after January 1st of 2011 to today, the only people that have received any benefit enhancement, if you want to call it that, um, are local government, police, and firefighters. No one else. No other Tier 2 employee has. Um, And then very briefly, um, when we um, merged all of the assets of our 297 pension funds into one, we were able to get um, the salary, pensionable salary, increased, went back to 2011 and increased it by 3%. Um, we got the day one death benefit for tier two that a couple of our members um, who are current, obviously deceased now, um, their families were able to take advantage of that. And then we also lowered the um, pensionable salary from the best eight out of 10 to four out of five. Yes. So um, we're continuing to talk uh, about pension reform. I would anticipate probably something in the next... I don't know. I don't want to put a, a date on it, but I know that other Tier 2 employees are facing the safe harbor Social Security issue. So um, I would anticipate other Tier 2 employees um, as well as us in, engaging in conversations uh, going uh,
0: forward. Chica- I mean, it's very old, publicly Chicago's sure. had those conversations on Springfield Correct. that there's a significant concern about the safe harbor violations for their yeah, tier yeah. two members. Same and, as uh, right. downstate. And but yeah.
3: the local two president, Pat Cleary is on that Chicago fire yeah. pension working group. So uh, that along with um, you talked about reciprocity, that would be a, a good one for those members that may have two or three years in IMRF or TRS um, allowing we, we were able to get article three and article six reciprocity. Um, and then, there's, it's called Article 20 in the uh, state statutes that allows, I think there's 14 different pension funds that allow for, if you have IMRF time and you're currently in TRS, that's... Oh, SERS, all serves, of that, sure, yeah, it's specific.
0: Sure. So those are two main ones.
3: Um,
2: Co-
0: so. to, to kind of, and also, just as a little bit of an update, since we're doing our poopery, the, just to back up for, for previous legislative sessions, uh, have been very successful around the state regarding House Bill 220 or what's been, you know, the, the Battalion Chiefs Bill or the Shift Commander Bill, whatever you want to call it. Um, there have been uh, multiple locals who have been successful uh, bringing their Shift Commander, whatever that rank may be, into the bargaining unit because of the legislation that you guys passed. So, um You definitely added some membership there. Needed to, because, again, Mm -hmm. I remember talking about House Bill 220 when you were having this discussion of updates of what was going to get passed years ago. And you would absolutely just see um, a lot of those those men and women in those positions just really getting squeezed because of their inability to have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's made a significant difference for um bargaining units throughout the state it's been pretty successful and will continue to be I see no reason why it wouldn't be Correct. but just as an update for people um I do get quite you know asked like you know, you know the last year what's happened but right. it's been very successful in terms of being able to get you know yeah. captains you, battalions what in. is the number Luke? 14
2: yeah 16 we're at yeah like 16 and I think we got 26 total that have shift commanders in yeah um and there's a a handful that had
3: it prior prior. there's a handful that had it prior since the law became effective it's 14 yeah something like that that so you have
0: to like think about it in those terms i mean it coming out of you know COVID and the world coming back to normal and everybody trying to figure out you know how to pick up the pieces and move on that's been a great success given the fact that it's really been kind of the last year that this has been True. you know, 12 to 15 months, right. you know, you're like adding a local a year mm-hmm. or excuse me, yeah. a local a month. to either battalion, it's pretty Correct. good. Yeah. Um, no, it's so it's been sure. pretty significant. And I anticipate that that will continue, which is it's really nice to be able to walk in and, and codify what they have and make make uh, additions, you know, where proper and mm-hmm. reasonable and necessary. So anyway that was that's a really good thing good yeah staff.
2: it's it's 26 in total and then you're right we're at 14 14 now, 14, now since it yeah. since it passed and there's so. a couple
0: more that are in the
2: yeah in the, the pipeline
0: there are multiple ones that are still in the hopper so I anticipate those numbers um uh rising in right. the near future and again just trying to be
3: strategic about it working hand in hand with Asher
0: yeah 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 so it's a it is a pleasure so anything else on the ledge front or do we move I over to think we're
2: uh, good wait well, I you guys you know, just so everybody knows you'll be back down there for veto session and
0: yep there's
3: three days in october and naturally it's the same day as pension pension
2: so, conference yeah and, and
3: three days in november so yeah
2: yeah which is good just so the mm-hmm. guys listening know that's year-round work aside sure. when out of session i mean you right. guys have been attending a lot of different uh political fundraisers things of that nature so uh, yeah, the work never stops. A senator
3: at two o'clock, and then yeah. there's a five o'clock event it's, that I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah
2: so it's always yeah, ongoing. Yeah.
0: It's 24 seven, three sixty five fundraising. That is for <laughs> that is for sure. So, all right. So so you'll be back down there in October when the yep. weather turns.
2: Yep.
0: Maybe it won't turn. I don't know. The Southwest Speaking is on fire. Field, I don't like know. Since
3: we're grab bagging August 15th, 16th, do you have that on your list? State Fair.
0: Kerr, come on.
3: State Fair. It's a Wednesday, August. August he's right there he's August, getting sixteenth 16th. 16th is the AFFI day art Thompson, the district vice president in the fifth district is our liaison it's a he's the short job step. he wanted it he um, loves it, he's he the likes AFFI it. liaison to the state fair we need um your bodies for even if it's for a couple hours you get a free ticket parking um hang out in the tent, eat some popcorn yeah. show children it's probably how like to pig stop, races. Rock, and roll. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 4-H clubs. Yeah. It's a good time. That's you it. can
3: hang in. There's probably concerts at night. Uh, you can bring your family. It's a good time.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Are you going, Kurt? I'll be there. You're going to be there? Oh, and you get a free T-shirt. AFFI T-shirt. Oh, my God. Will you autograph Nothing the T-shirts? Nothing but the best.
1: I'll autograph it. Kurt
0: one. Snow is going to autograph your T-shirt at the with, at the Springfield, Illinois State Fair. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal.
1: It is. They have a whole cow made of butter there. Butter they have a whole cow. butter cow. Yeah. Yeah. Like is, down, it is it life size?
0: Is it life size?
1: So to wait, ten well, ten. how do you eat it?
0: What happens? So they they trot out the golden calf here.
1: I think it just sits there. I think if you yeah. bring bread, you could. It's mid August though. Wipe <laughs> a <laughs> piece of bread across it. <laughs> I have to tell you, I
0: would give anything to wait. watch you walk up and just yeah. wipe a butter cow.
2: <laughs> Shit. I'll give it a whirl. Kurt gets arrested for assault on the butter
0: (laughs) cow. (laughs) Turns out in the next podcast, oh, you can't just wipe the butter off the cow. Try it once. Who says you can't? Yeah. Unless
1: there's a sign that says you can't.
0: If any state trooper is there and sees Kurt licking the butter cow, please don't (laughs) arrest Kurt for doing it. But I guess I just don't understand if it's a life-size cow made of butter, which... It makes total sense that we in the fire service would be interested in this, of course. Mm-hmm. So how do you eat? Like, what happens? Like, it's mid-August. It, it's melting. Like, does it last? it's in an air condition. It's, it's, air it's, air air. it's an air conditioned. It's a, yeah.
1: a good place to take a break.
0: Do they, <laughs> do, <laughs> and snacks. Do they hand out pieces of the cow afterwards? Like, what?
1: I've uh, never stuck around I, for that. I don't know.
0: That's for. Uh, I, I then, put it on uh, your agenda.
3: Put it on your union. August sixteenth, everybody.
1: Wednesday. Wednesday butter yeah. cow. FFI
0: day. Kurt's gonna lick the butter t-shirt <laughs> and autograph Free your t-shirts. entry into the state. All right. So Kurt Cannibal, mm-hmm. how's things, and what do you have for us to talk about oh, besides the butter cow? It's going well. Okay.
1: Going well. Um, the the basically the the biggest thing since July first was the our per cap increase from the convention action for the CPI. Our per cap went up to $22.99. Okay. Um, and for everybody that knows, the international per cap will increase to $17.52. That will be...
0: And just on for people who aren't under... Is that per year, per month? Like per month. Per month, right? Per okay. Month. okay. All right.
1: Yep. Uh, the latest thing, just as of today we are finalizing the contract for the honor guard convention okay be january of next year
0: where's it do you know where it's going to be if it,
1: you can say it's going to be in peoria peoria actually be there in
0: 2024
1: and 2025. that is just a back wide back
0: god that's a wide open town it i is. i've had some lost space alien weekends there man that's we wild to come to the you honor know what's funny it's like every city you visit. that's it true seems but do you remember the bar in the alley the place is amazing with the Oh, yeah,
2: that
1: is a neat place. Mechanical Mechanic. Bowl, that place is awesome. That is a cool place.
0: I bet you there's a butter cow in there.
1: They, maybe <laughs> that's where they transfer it. All right. In January, else? it'll be cold. <laughs> maybe they'll put it right on a sidewalk. We'll talk to local 50s, see if they can get a trailer.
0: Those guys are weirdos. They'll do
1: anything. They got it. All right. So, yeah, we're working on that. We're going to finalize the contract for that for the next two years. And then just in the probably the last 30 days, we finalize the contract for the Naperville Convention, which will be our Bano Convention. Naperville. Next year. It'll be next uh, June. Next it's June. It's beautiful.
0: Where's it going to be in Naperville, if you know? I, don't, I don't Embassy can say Suites. Embassy Suites just,
1: in Naperville. Really?
0: Yep. Naperville beautiful.
1: June 27th, 28th, and 29th. Of 20... Of 2024.
0: I'm going to bust out the wig again. Yep. For sure. Okay. So
1: that will be coming up. And then in addition to that, um, per our constitution Bylaws, this fall in September is the deadline for any local wishing to host the 2026 convention. So we'll be sending out notifications to all the locals that will be asking who
2: would like to host...
1: 2026 AFFI convention, and then uh, we'll get that information back, and we'll go out and do site visits to the convention committee and check to make sure all the we have enough room and the venue is going to be good, and then we'll get that. Those. Uh, should host it. We should yeah. host it.
0: We what? would actually probably host it in Mario's basement yeah. <laughs> if we
1: did because we don't
0: have. So we would just right. we would just have a three day block party, and we would host it in Mario's basement, and it would be fine. It would be wonderful. That's all Berlin we got. Could host it in Chicago. Yeah. So we we could host it somewhere.
1: You could host. You could host it in a different city. Yeah.
0: We really can't. We can. Oh, we're doing it.
1: Done. Streeter.
0: We can host it in Streeter.
1: The city park. We'll put up a tent. You could add to the the butter cow the
0: the the most incredible amount of bush light drinking in the country. Excuse me, bud Bud ice. ice. Bud Ice drinking. Does everybody know that story about the Bud Ice per capita
1: it's in Streeter? Yeah, the rumor. Bud Ice capital of the world. 12,000 cans a month sold.
0: 12,000 cans a month of Bud Ice are sold every month in Streeter, Illinois, people. And right. that is the most important thing you're going to learn today. Today. Okay. What else do you have?
1: Um. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll be sending that notification out for locals wishing to host 2026. Uh, other dates, that's about it for that. We have um, since... The beginning of the year, um, I've been working with the General Secretary Treasurer's Office from the International to get all of our locals to fill out their local union financial reports. Uh, I was just on the phone with the Director of Operations today. The Eighth District in the International is leading all districts. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking getting about. Their
1: reports turned in, and I do believe Illinois were at about 50 percent of all locals. Have if you don't
0: fill bank. it out, Mark Sanders comes and beats you with a bamboo stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just shows up and just beats you severely. Yeah. He gets out of plane and goes back to Ohio. So,
1: and I think the reason we're we're at 50% now, we've gotten a lot of them in and they're starting to come in again is because you have to wait till the end of your fiscal year, so a lot of locals have Okay. at the end of May, depending on when your fiscal year is, so.
0: Okay. Yeah. And can we just explain for so why you know, dumb question which I'm more than capable of, but why do we need to fill this out? Like, this benefits us, why? It
1: it benefits our members. So us as the local leadership, it's it's great for them to have, just fill that out in in the effort of transparency. And then the international goes back through it. We get a copy of it. Just take a peek at it. And there have been locals that have found where there's been some issues that they've caught by sending this in, that they weren't right. so sending it's, it's in. So it's basically
0: before. an audit. Yeah, I mean, it's just
1: a short, quick audit. It's, right. like, it's two pages. So right. there's a copy of it on our AFFI website, on the Secretary Treasurer section. Right. They, they guys can, anybody can get a hold of me. So in between
0: a it. planning your fantasy football draft and or the 40th Marvel movie of yet another alien attack, which the Marvel characters can save, Loretto, moron, you... <laughs> can do your two-page audit. Two-page. He's not a moron. I'm sorry. Take that back.
1: That's a piece of cake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then a quick reminder on the 990s, one other report that we have to fill out uh, for the locals. They fill out their 990 report, and this one is confusing, so you can get your calendars out. It is due on the 15th day of the fifth month after the end of your fiscal year.
0: That was honestly... Almost biblical. It, like it, when the moon from is from the in IRS. Jupiter.
1: It's from the it's from the federal government.
0: From the, they wrote well, it that way. Not messing around yeah.
1: then. Yeah. So the fifteenth day of the fifth month after your fiscal year. Yes. So and those forms are online on their IRS website. We have links to them on the IFFI website. So we can get those Please turned in. And uh, last but not least, um, we've our members, of, our locals, have been doing a good job getting their membership uh, membership database ours updated. Uh, a lot of them will send it in just to the international when you update your officer changes and things like that. It goes to the international. The international sends out a weekly update to us on any new local officers. and then monthly they send out all new members if you have new members, retirees, and stuff like that. So if you could, you also send that into our office, to the FFI office and get that information in because our database is actually not linked to the international database. We keep a separate database. Um, as you guys know, of our members' information for our communications, but also not that, but most importantly, the contract database, legislative, that That's is a very robust just operation. So,
0: that is very helpful for us on the legal end to have an updated group of officers for each local because if we're trying to get a hold of you if there's a promotional issue or people are out of town or whatever it is nice to be able to have an updated where you can contact someone to at least get the ball rolling if there's timeliness issues we we have someone that we can get together that at least can then know who to contact yeah. so there are real world practical reasons for that so please get your your officers updated that's very helpful yeah
1: and, it, and as you guys know you'll hear there's there's so many different things that's going on like Chuck mentioned about the state fair and educational stuff that Luke has going, different meetings and things like that an upcoming caucus it's important for us to have the, the most up-to-date information so we can get that information out to yeah. your, your local executive board yeah.
0: so okay anything else for us from your end that's about
1: it from that's that. it
0: it's just a pleasure to see you as always. Great. Streeter's finest, local fifty sixes finest. Grab back. grab bag. We're so doing grab bag stuff. Where we are? Oh, you were going to talk, Luke slash Timmy. You were going to talk about calendars through the rest of twenty twenty four, so that everybody understands what the dates are that are out there.
2: Yeah, we're going to hit on our educational events coming up for the rest of the year, and there's some uh, pretty big events. And registration for some of these are going to be coming out here pretty shortly. So our new member seminar always has been a hit. It's uh, This will be our third year, uh, September 25th and 26th in Springfield.
0: That was a lot of fun to see, like, the newer. They were, like, kids, right? And it was amazing to see these. that They were down there. They learned a lot. Um, they certainly had a fun time that night in Springfield, it would appear.
2: Yes. yes. And I think it's a great uh, event just to get them. Educated on the union and the different That's benefits fantastic. and all the other stuff. So it's it's a good start for any new members your local might have. Do you and, know of anybody else
0: that does that? I, I don't know so, of
2: any um, Not really many state associations do, do it. The IFF 7th District, which is multiple states, does a similar seminar that we went and kind of uh, looked at uh, just to kind of build ours out. And uh, no, on, a, on a state level, something with this amount of information
0: because it's awesome, we're the ones doing it. Yeah, you, you, it's a testament to you guys and your training because yeah. that's really awesome. Uh,
2: some city associations do some, you know, online education or short seminars, maybe like four hours or something like that yeah. to that nature. But uh, something a little more robust like this, a couple days, uh, it's it's one of a kind and it's definitely a good a good thing. Cool. And in conjunction with that event, our new officer training uh, that is per capita funded. That'll be invite first to new local officers in the last year. And uh, their training's covered. Their meals are covered. Their hotel, one hotel night is covered.
0: Is that the same night? Yeah, it'll be
2: September 25th and 26th as well in Springfield. So we run them, you know, at the same time. It's a little easier for our operation to do so. And we think, too, if, you know, you have some senior members coming down, it might be easier to bring the newer members with them to, to Springfield. So those will go out as an invite first, and then usually what we do is we open up the registration for that. For people that may have missed it in the past or ha- are not on this year's list, they would have the opportunity to attend. Okay. So that's uh, both those registrations will be out in the next week or so, uh, hopefully. And uh, you know, obviously, like we said, this is July 10th. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, just know this is coming up in September, and to watch your emails for those events. Our pension conference is scheduled for October 23rd and 24th in Lyle. And I anticipate registration for that will come out in October. Or Sorry, not October. it be a little late. August. All
0: of your statutory required training at this pension conference. Yeah, correct. So your, your pension,
2: fund members, your pension fund members, they need how many hours, Jerry?
0: They need, well, eight hours for the continuing training. So continuing mess.
2: education, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look for registration to come out, out for that soon. And then uh, we are working on a possible legal seminar yes. uh, for late fall, winter. We um, did
0: that in 20, like, remember, it was just before the pandemic we did that. And it went over really well. Like, I think it was yeah. a few locations in the state you put this together as always. Right.
2: Yeah, so I think, uh, and we'll talk about maybe some other issues that we we know are on top of the pile right now for locals here in a little bit. But uh, that legal seminar will provide a lot of updates on yeah. those different topics. So. And then just on the IFF level, the IFF Redmond Symposium, that's our health and safety conference, is in New York City. It is August 21st 24th. Registration is open for that, uh, and you can sign up for that through the IFF webpage.
0: So for our younger members that don't, so this is health and safety in terms of obviously the gear and the
2: just different... Yeah, even operations. You know, they get into uh, EMS operations, firefighting operations, operations. Uh, i already had signed up for classes i don't know if you did chuck but uh, there's high-rise command classes there's all ems operations. Stuff. so yeah so even even aside from you know the big topic right now the cancer issues and all that that's all going to be covered there but you you uh mental health so there's there's a whole variety of different classes you can take uh you know it'd be kind of similar to an fdic right you can go pick the different classes, the classes you, wanna you want to um, take and this is a similar fashion and it's it's geared towards that. And it's in, and in New York. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. city. Well, and I think in, in conjunction with it being in New York, they're doing some cool stuff with FDNY. I believe there's a tour of their uh, fire academy on Randall's Island, and then they're doing some other specific things that you wouldn't be able to get elsewhere in the country. That Throw uh, <sighs> your mustache and nerd out, man. FDNY does, weird. yeah. So I think it would be, be a cool conference, cool location to do it. That's but. an awesome,
0: yeah. I'd like to go to that. That'd be cool.
2: Yeah, so for now, that's what we have on uh, the burner for the fall here and, okay. and hitting it out for events. Oh, if any
0: local – well, this is really getting kind of further. We'll be back here before then. But I think the Kent Conference, a lot of locals will yep. come to that. That's the first Friday in December. December. Yep. Um, so that is a really excellent opportunity as well for some additional training where we all all the attorneys get to BAs, the stewards from all over get together and uh, uh, do that for the Kent public sector labor law conference. And yeah, and last
2: I checked, they didn't have their registration open for that. It, That's so far Yeah, down. it's still far down, it but it, yeah, it'll come out and um, maybe the next episode will remind people cool. if it's out at that point. So,
0: Cool. Um, Chuck, do we want to talk about a little bit, uh, maybe a little... Change in the guard or some 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 personnel EP personnel issues. Yeah, so um, I think most people
3: I know, everyone in District Four is aware. But just so all of our membership is aware, um, Matt Olson was our longtime District Four Vice President uh, over twelve years, and um, he has stepped down effective June or July 7th. July seventh. I'm sorry.
0: So just a couple days ago, yeah, yep,
3: July seventh. And uh, he has since he's relocated to Florida and he is now a proud member of the Teamsters Union. He's working for Disney. He's
0: working for he. Have you ever met anybody who loves Disney as much as Matt uh, Gillis? Maybe. Maybe Sean maybe. Gillis, it's Tony Loretto. I mean, I, they're part of like, I think it's a, I'm, I'm, I believe it's a cult. <laughs> I just believe Disney's is straight up like it's just a cult. It's just amazing. They just live, breathe. Disney, he loves it. I'm happy for him. Yeah, congratulations! He's in his environment. Absolutely, and he's a
3: union member still.
0: And he's a team. He, I, right. I guarantee you, within 24 months, he'll be president of that teamsters. Probably, level. probably,
3: he very well
0: could be. Well, here's what I don't understand, though. Never really see him wear like the Mickey ears or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I, he has I wish a couple of shirts. He's a couple oh, shirts. The actual ears. I yeah, want to yeah, yeah. see the actual. My, I want if, if I want to see him wear the actual Mickey. Maybe okay. mini ears. I don't know. Whatever, something. Where float your boat. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, obviously,
3: tremendous uh, union leader. Um, you know, was probably he spearheaded the um, our mental health issues. Um, I always say along, that literally started ago. in my kitchen years yeah. ago. And um, he made it okay not to be okay. Yep. And he was instrumental uh, on the secondary employment. Yes, uh, spearheaded that for for a long time, and obviously organized you know uh, a number of vocals and our. Members now benefit from from his work. So sad to see him go. However, um, the train has to keep moving. So we have a fourth uh, district caucus scheduled for August seventh. That um, every district four local should have received an email. If you're the president, the vice president, or the secretary slash treasurer, if you have not reach 4, out to yeah, the office, and um, you can register online. It's going to be hosted. Uh, Luke found a uh, the Sheet Metal Workers, right? Correct. Uh, it's in Carroll Stream, August seventh. Uh, the actual caucus begins at eleven. Registration starts at ten. Um, and, and for our
0: newer members, please, please explain the caucus. Yes.
3: Sure. So it's to, uh, the only business done at this caucus will be to replace um, Matt Matt's position, and. You will everything follows the convention rules so you'll uh, an individual can be nominated you have to be a, a member for one year i believe in good standing uh, you have to be an alternate or delegate to the caucus and um, once everyone is nominated and seconded um, we we appoint an election committee they provide rules to the election uh, the membership the district four membership votes on that And then you vote, and it should only take maybe, I don't know, 90 minutes, two hours. Yeah, it's easy peasy. We will swear in the next um, District 4 Vice President.
0: And that will be for the unexpired term uh, through the convention. 2024, and they'll have to run
3: for election. For that election. That is correct. Yes. Yes.
2: So, um, and what's interesting on the caucus, you know, you asked for the education on it. You know obviously it's to fill those terms outside of a convention and we've now this is gonna be our third one third
3: one since 2020
2: and prior to that the last one was 20 so, years ago really? almost. yeah and then prior to that it had been quite some time so dust off
0: the rule book
3: and, yeah
2: now we're now we're gonna uh, you're caucus experts <laughs> yes I, I would say so i would say right. so
3: and i know matt campbell and kurt have you know Worked extensively. Everything's done behind the scenes, um, trying to. It's magic. Get You're their- Disney.
2: You know
0: what you are. You're the Disney magic of the Associated Firefighters of Illinois. You're Disney magic
1: without the cult.
0: Without the cult, All right? Right. right. So, Kurt, you are the pixie dust of there the Associated go. Firefighters. <laughs> Fair of enough. You're the Tinkerbell <laughs> pixie <laughs> dust of the AFFI. That's
1: I've been perfect. called worse.
0: Oh my God! When you put that on a T-shirt, I want royalties when you I'll sell that.
1: And I'll Kurt autograph Snow,
0: it you Kurt Snow, the too. Tinker. Yes. You know what you do? I want you to create a T-shirt that says that and then wipe it along the butter cow and then don't wash it and give it to me. That's fine.
3: Perfect. Perfect. So that's where we're at on District 4's vice president status. And um, in between that little short window of time, uh, Luke, our vice president, has um, is acting as the District 4 vice president. 4. So anyone in District 4 has Legit. issues, concerns, complaints.
2: On Sundays, Howison. Saturday yeah. nights yeah. and Sundays. They're already coming my way. <laughs> um, got one yesterday. Yep. So, yep.
3: And then uh, in our office, I think a lot of our membership knows Sue Smith. She is our longtime office manager. She Wonderful. is retiring uh, the first week of November. So we have, um, at our last board meeting, we put together a hiring committee that consists of uh, us three here, Kurt, myself, and Luke. And then we have one vice president, Chris Coates, and one ledger rep, Steve Shetsky, who is going to form our hiring committee. Okay. And um, we do have a a couple of interviews lined up for the middle of July. And we haven't even posted anything yet, but uh, just word of mouth. Um, So we're going to see how those two interviews shake out and then um, uh, post it if necessary.
0: Who's taking over? Is somebody moving into her spot and you're trying to say – I I don't know if you even know yet. Like what is the – yeah, Sue's the
3: office manager. Michelle is the her title is secretary. Um, so this is for Sue's position. For Sue's position, yeah. okay. Yeah, all right. So a couple of changes, um, but uh, looking forward to it.
0: Okay, all right. Do we have anything? Oh, um, organizing. Yeah. Talk about yeah, just we're a little just, bit of an update.
2: Yeah, I just want to get in some organizing. So uh, we and I think we might have talked about this in previous episode, but we'll met now. Uh, a local of ours. Welcome, welcome Will welcome, Matt. Welcome. welcome. Yeah. And, and uh their local what? Mm, Seventy million? Mm, five thousand something. Five fifty, they're in the fives. I don't okay. even, I don't know the number off the top of my head. Welcome to the show. Yeah. And then previously, uh in the last year or so, Bristol Kendall was another one. Bristol Kendall. So uh we're obviously moving forward on a lot of those. Uh our Thompson and the district fives looking at a couple. Um I have one we're kind of working on right now. And uh so obviously there's Still, some places that want representation, want to become a part of our organization, they're out there. There's not many left, but uh, we're still continuing to do that and keep busy. And obviously, the battalion chief thing is also organizing, and uh, so all our district vice presidents have been pretty busy on that front, and uh, we'll keep that kind of moving along. So, but I, I imagine we'll be over 230 locals. By the end of the year? Yeah, pretty quick here.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, to your point, you were saying there's, you know, 297 full-time departments. There's 227 of them are us. There's more. But, again, out of those 65, 70, a vast great deal of them are there's one full-time fire chief. It's just a smaller community, you know, department. Can't even organize. Can't Can't. even organize, right? Right. So Lake Villa is the last one.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they're, Lake on.
0: Villa, good luck to them. Great group of guys. They're going in soon to bargain their first contract. They're doing that. So first contracts, I was saying before, they are so much fun. It is uh, it is a unique situation to do first contracts. I like doing them. They're great. So
2: Yeah, so it's nice to have some, you know, yeah, obviously we're having some growth in the organization and and. Uh, The various locals, or even you know, internal members, the the battalion chiefs specifically. So,
0: we're adorable, we have great t shirts, get together, yeah, yeah, hang out, (laughs) fun activities.
2: (laughs) Uh, No wonder why we're in second place. Uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna say it right now. (laughs) I'm
0: just uh, uh, number one Uh, structural firefighting podcast in the world. That's what I'm gonna say about that. Uh, (laughs) Real
3: quick, and you got you guys were talking about. The, uh, legal seminar and one of the issues it's at the top of the pile. I love that Timmy, by the way. <laughs> top of the, top issues. of the pile Um That's from his inbox, outbox, battalion <laughs> chief shit. Uh, <laughs> so
0: yeah, I, as if at the top of the I pile. I don't even have
2: one of those either, right. just for the record.
0: I'm going to quit my job and be the problem employee for all of the... <laughs> just just gonna gonna briefly the talk employee. about marijuana the, with the devil's cabbage. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So Um, some of our members like to uh, burn the fern, if you will.
0: If you will. Legally, of course, within the ability to do so. Some have
3: negotiated that into their collective bargaining agreement. There
0: have been. There have been a great many locals that have. It's been all over the board in terms of how these contracts have, have turned out. Some contracts have turned out just, look, it's the unfettered right to do this. Uh, Some have just uh, added in um, MRO language, medical review officer language for various protections or just simply placed uh, um, what limits are allowable or not allowable in the contract. So there's a cornucopia of Mm -hmm. language out there in collective bargaining agreements. And again, as a testament to what AFFI does, because it is remarkable when you are fortunate to work for other labor organizations as well. Um, the database that you guys have in terms of tracking the language and what's out there is is pretty great. Uh, So you see the statewide, uh, we've run the gamut here. Um, So, which is fine. I mean, if that's what members want to do uh, that is, you know, the local autonomy and, and this is, you know, it's legal and subject to bargaining, et cetera. So as everybody knows out there from previous training, you know, it did, become decriminalized here legal in Illinois uh, and again for police and fire subject to the bargaining process um, I, I think the only thing that I would say I mean I don't want to give up you know state secrets here or anything but I think what I would say is is that you know bargaining units need to um, just determine the strategy on that one um, and what's what what they want to do and what they don't want to do because you have to remember that, um, we're not the center of attention as much as we would like to be. And the um, there are laws out there that may or may not play well with um, our state statutes, right? So in terms of whether or not benefits would be awarded for line of duty deaths or workers' compensation, et cetera, if there is um, marijuana usage, just because it's legal here doesn't mean that that couldn't affect you potentially negatively elsewhere in another legal arena or avenue. Uh, Is that fair to say, I think? Yeah, and
2: and I think it's just being cautious moving forward. still new. There's still things out there. Again, it's not legal federally. It is not legal
0: federally. Uh, um, I
2: think there's catches, too, with operating motor vehicles. Correct. And guys got to realize, too, that testing and things of those natures have not caught up to speed with this. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there is an incident in the state I won't say where it is, but you know, a firefighter's been charged with, uh, I think it was reckless homicide, right? Um, yeah. Operating a vehicle. So I think you just got to be cautious and, you know, make sure you understand where you're going with this and, and see how it evolves.
0: I, I would agree with that. I mean, and it don't, I hope their listeners don't find it frustrating that we're talking in, in generalities because this is so fact specific and it's based on your contractual language and what's important to you and what you can get past, etc. But oftentimes what happens, which I, I guess is good for attorneys and billable hours, right? <laughs> but oftentimes what happens is, is that legislation is passed in Springfield and everybody looks at it and says, Well, what the shit does this mean now? Right. And then it takes, as you just stated, a long time uh, to get up to speed and see exactly what that means. And this is new. Um, The testing processes, like you said, I think they're getting better and more accurate. But still, we are a ways away from that. Um, And one of the concerns, again, is exactly what you just said to your point if it's still illegal federally and there are federal benefits potentially involved or if this could um, rear its ugly head in workers compensation cases um, etc you need to really think about um, the ramifications of those actions and and, in the venn diagram when this all comes together here how this could potentially spin off uh, and affect you or one of your bargaining unit members i think
2: yeah i think that's fair and you know, Chuck agrees. And and part of it, too, I've been working really hard mm-hmm. uh, for mon- months, a year, trying to nail down some good education on some of these different issues that are raised with it. Well, it's it's hard to find the right people. It's And really, part of it is, too, they just don't have the data or the ability to research a lot of things because it's so new. Yeah. And um, in time, that stuff will come. And in time, I think things will evolve with it. But it's, it is hard in the beginning, you know. Uh, when you change something,
0: you know, I went to Interstar for, for a local once it wasn't it was kind of tangential to this. It was it was for the uh, the placing of the legal limits just to understand where you're at. It should, should be the DOT levels. And mm-hmm. it's a like as Chuck, as as all three of you know, in this room, I've never met a glass of bourbon I don't like. The weed has never been my thing, but so be it. Right. Um, so I've you know you have to get up to speed on this like nanograms per milliliter and all this stuff, right. and even IAFF, which is just what an incredible depth of knowledge. I was I went to them for help because this was a, a brand new issue about eighteen months ago, and they really didn't have much in the way of research or prop. You know everybody was like, well, just yeah, there's the DOT standard. So right. it is so new that like even the international, you know, they sent me a couple things, but nothing that was. Um, earth-shattering like this was going to really help. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: and the state's set up off of passing a recreational marijuana law and allowing it in the state of Illinois. They have charged a group to create a research institute and deal with these issues, but they've just stood up and they're still developing what they're doing and where they're going to go and all that, and that's the group, I'm not going to name them, but that's who we've been trying to work with to kind of head down a path to understand this better. But they've even said, hey, this is this is evolving. And, and I think people just got to understand that, that it's evolving. And, you know, and again, it goes back to that local autonomy. Yes, yeah, some places may have done it or uh, the language does vary, as you said. But it's going to be like that for a while. Right. And, and I think uh, a little bit of patience is the key to see how things things move on this and, and, and right. which direction they go.
0: I mean, as much as you, you would like, I mean, you know, the Congress in Washington, D.C., um, moves at congress's pace uh or doesn't move or moves backwards at this point i don't know uh so you know it's not something we have control over in terms of when that might when that might happen yeah and even on
2: the testing too i know one of the tests that people have moved to uh the delta nine test uh, right that you know there's dlt standard and everything you described well there's issues with a lot of false positives with that too correct and that causes problems you know so again I, i again it's just just knew it's evolving and i think there's going to be some hiccups along the way and trying to figure this
0: out so the one thing i i I like regardless that i'm always a big fan or proponent of because i think it helps the employer and it helps you i think it's a win-win which is good we want that right like we've always been like we like employers we just want to be treated fairly like that's great they sign checks We'll, we'll take them um you know the, is the medical review officer language or the MRO language? You know, regardless of 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 the legal or illegal use or whatever, it's nice to have the MRO language in there when you can have somebody independent sit there and say, "Hey, based on these factors, I think this was a contributing factor. Or it wasn't a contributing factor, et cetera. I think that helps everybody, um, and uh, you know, it's not a bad thing. So there's there are terms. There's language that you can place into contracts that uh, you know, it, it, Again, local autonomy. If you want the unfettered right to do whatever you want. Um, or you can certainly put some protections in place for both parties. Well, and even so.
2: that MRO too. It's there's been trouble finding qualified MROs, trouble, qualified in, in facilities where you can get that person to look at you and look at this case. Well, you know, it's just not something I want to figure out right now when we don't have all the information. Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, sure. um, pretty pretty good on that topic. I, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it, but it, it has gained a lot of traction lately. We did originally. When the law came out, provided some education the local leadership, but it's just kind of evolved pretty quickly over the last year or so. And <laughs> the, f-
0: the it, boys and girls took to it real yeah, fast.
2: Yeah. It, <laughs> it moves quickly. So,
0: <laughs> what else do we have to discuss or talk about? Is there anything else out there in our in our poo-pooery? I think that's it. Uh, Everybody's
3: enjoying the summer. Yeah, we yeah. Got, well we do have the MDA game, our annual AFFI MDA. Uh, tailgate. It's the White Sox and the Cubs. The tickets to the game are sold out. However, if you want to attend our tailgate, where Berwin we are cooks, doing the cooking cooks all the food. Um, it's seventy-five fat. bucks if your local wants to send a couple of members um, to hang out. Maybe and you buy a ticket on the street. Or, yeah, there's tickets. I yeah. mean,
0: unfortunately for my beloved White Sox, tickets don't seem to be a problem this year. So you can certainly get a ticket. Right. Have they uh, ever been a problem?
2: I'm just scared. 2005. Yeah,
0: not cool, man. It's not cool to do that. Somehow, to on somehow you're a season ticket holder. I am a pathetic season <laughs> ticket holder. I don't even know why. Uh, it's just dumb. Uh, but I make a lot of dumb decisions. Uh, but you can go to Cobblestones nearby, go to Turtles, Cork and Carry. Right, you can end up stumbling around Rick and Benny's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know you yeah. can have an event there. Yeah. And again, Berwyn does all the cooking because it's what we do best. Yes, cook. And it's a night game, so I think the parking lot opens at five.
3: Um, so we will we'll be there with uh, all you can eat and drink
0: yeah. tailgate. Mm-hmm. Time and to help get, MDA. Time to get weird and help MDA for a- getting weird for a good cause. Yeah, it's the best kind of weird. Yep. <laughs> okay. I think that's all I got. I think that's it, and uh, thank you guys to everybody. Uh, thank, uh, thanks to all of you. Thank you guys. Thanks to everybody listening out there. And uh, we'll go from Any Nothing. Nothing. Just being adorable. All right, that's it. And uh, have a good summer, everybody. Talk to you soon. See you.